Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Uptown Rundown Podcast. My name is Norris, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about... What do we have to talk about? We actually have a lot of... I actually have a lot of stuff written down here. I know I'm not going to get to all of it, and because some of it is just way too long to be paired with all these other really long topics. So let's just see what we get through. Might be discombobulated, whatever. Um, I actually wanted to start with something that I meant to talk about last week. So last week I talked about my unpopular opinions. And I I don't know how this got left out because it um, definitely coincides with other things that I did mention. So um, let's, let's talk about it because it's quite relevant um, it's quite relevant in today's times and it has to do with, um, <laughs> with hustle culture and those hustle culture memes and how you guys need to stop posting those hustle memes. <laughs> you guys need to stop. You guys need to be stopped. It's ridiculous. It's one, it's like perpetuating this, this idea that if you just work hard enough that you'll make it. And that's a lie. You know, like, we all know that that's not true. People work long hours. People work long hours and get minimum wage, and they're not going to make it. So so stop lying to these people and be like, oh, like, people work for more than minimum wage. People work for $11 an hour. People work for $15 an hour. People work for $25 an hour. You're not going to make it. I'm. So, it doesn't matter how many hours you work. You're not going to. So you could make it if you're making, you know. I mean, okay, like, let's, let's really think about this, right? Like, all of you have probably worked, yeah, like, like, smaller paid, you know what I mean? Like, you've probably made $12 in your lifetime an hour, you might have made 15 and you may do, right? But, were you able to buy a house? You know what I mean? Like, you weren't able to do that kind of stuff. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about making it right. And I feel like being able, and let's be, and let's not forget the fact that, that the minimum wage, a full-time minimum wage employee, that's not enough to rent a one-bedroom apartment anywhere in the country, $7.25 an hour. Like, that's not even enough. And I know, I know there's people out there that are like, oh, why are you even working a minimum wage job? And it's like, what? It's just so, and the people that have the most to say about people who work minimum wage jobs aren't that far away from minimum wage themselves. Like, you're sitting here making $10 an hour looking down on minimum wage employees. You're making $12 an hour looking down on minimum wage employees. Like, you're not that far yourself. Like, like, like you're barely, are you doing better? Are you doing, like, are you really doing better making $10 an hour versus $7.25? Of course you're able to do a little bit better, right? But it's like, you're not that far apart. You're not that far, you're not that different. The crazy thing is that people who make, even people who make slightly above the minimum wage, whatever the minimum wage might be in your municipality, you consider yourself closer to billionaires. You think, (laughs) that's why you guys will post these hustle memes with Elon's face on it and it'll say something like, you know, like stupid stuff. These, these memes say the dumbest things. 
Um, and they'll say like complete. Let me look. Actually, I should have looked some up to prepare for this podcast, but it won't take me long to find some. <laughs> like it's ridiculous the way that these memes are set up. So it'll have like a billionaire's face. Okay, so here's a hustle culture meme account. Seven hundred twenty-six thousand followers on Instagram. This is how pervasive, this is how prevalent hustle culture is. The fact that this account, it's called business mentorship. There is no mentorship to be found. The mentorship is nowhere to be found on this account, you guys. (laughs) No business mentorship. However, it has 726,000 followers on Instagram. Stupid stuff. Just like stupid. Let's let's take a look at some of them. <laughs> like, I'm just curious. I mean, I know exactly what it is, but let's take a look. Um here we go. What's what's this about? Turning five thousand into fifty million. In nineteen forty seven, FedEx was on the verge of bankruptcy. The founder took the remaining five thousand and turned it into 27000 by gambling in Vegas and saved the company? What does that have to do with business? <laughs> this has nothing to do with business. I'm not even making this up. It has a picture of a FedEx plane, and it's talking about gambling. That's what we're talking <laughs> So I'm not too sure what that's about. So I don't know. That's really weird. It's just really creepy. Let's look at this one. So we have a meme with Elon on it. And it says, never regret a day in your life. Good days bring happiness. Bad days give experience. Worst days give lessons. And best days give memories. And then it says to tag your friends. Dumb. Just dumb. Here's a picture. Here's another meme that they have. Um, They have Drake on it. Um, And it says... You wake up without an alarm. You are in no rush. You plan out your day. No traffic jams. You work on your own terms. That's financial freedom. How do you get there? You're not telling me anything. You're not telling me how to get there, business mentorship. Where is the mentoring? There is, it is nowhere to be found. But you guys post this nonsense. And, I mean, the the weird thing is that these few that I'm seeing, it's not like I'm not even really seeing the hustle culture that I'm used to seeing. Like, I I don't know why I can't find it. Here's, Here's one. It says, hard work in bold caps. The man who does more than he is paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. Um, lies, 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 lies. You know what happens when you do more than what you're paid for? Your, co- your company takes advantage of you. That's what happens. You know what happens when you do more than what you're paid for at work? Your comp- you are a sucker. That's what you are. Um, going above and beyond for a corporation is, is a fruitless endeavor. Going above and beyond for a corporation will leave you with nothing. It, it will leave you, um, like, you'll just be overworked, underpaid, and 
you'll probably have a really bad attitude. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, you're going to have to quit, right? Like, you're going to feel resentment because, again, contrary to popular belief, you gain nothing. You don't gain by giving these companies more. It's like, okay, you might get overtime, right? But, again, you will burn out and it's just, it's just the creepiest thing. It's so creepy when people are like, hustle hard, hustle hard. And then they post a picture of Jeff on there. And it's like, do you know how Jeff built Amazon? <clears throat> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the context of you are, you are much closer to the homeless person that you walk past every day than you will ever be to Jeff. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> he started Amazon with a $250,000 loan from his parents who also bailed him out multiple times, you know, because businesses don't always work, right? His parents were rich. Jeff had, you know, a $350,000 a year job in New York. Um, People oftentimes say like, oh, he started Amazon in the, in the garage of his house. Let's, let's keep in mind that, that, that that house was rented for him by his parents, and that house recently sold for seven figures. So it's like, you're not like Jeff. Like, are your parents giving you $250,000 for your business? Are your parents renting you a house that is worth seven figures to start your business? Are your parents giving you that? No, they're not giving you that. So therefore, you and Jeff are not the same. Um, it's not that Jeff made such great business choices. It's like he had good choices to choose from. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, for example, like a regular person, right? So what are their choices in life? Maybe they want to apply for this $20 an hour job or maybe this $25 an hour job. And, oh, it's so good that they actually give you some health benefits, right? Like, that's the level that most people are working at. People like Jeff are like, oh, do I want to take this $400,000 a year job? Or do I want to live off my trust fund and start a business? You two are not the same. You are not the same as Jeff. I am so sorry to tell you because no one else has. And you truly are like brainwashed into thinking that you will ever do the same things that Jeff does. You won't. Now, see, like there are anomalies, right? Like, of course, there's always outliers. But do you bet everything on being that one? Do you bet everything on being that one in a million? And I'm not saying like, oh, like don't even try. Like, what's the point in trying, right? There is a, like... Being a billionaire is not everything. It's not the end-all, be-all. Being a billionaire, if you ask me, is um, it's not something you want to be because that means that if you have, are you, if you're a billionaire, then that means lots of people underneath you have to be losing because there's not enough wealth to go around. Like you have to be, lots of, many more people have to be losing for you to be winning in such stratospheric disparities. So, right? So what are we talking about here? We're talking about Jeff Bezos, but you know, being projected to be a trillionaire and people can't even, and, and people are making seven twenty-five an hour. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not the same. You're not the same. 
Um, that's, yeah, so I wanted to say that last week, but I forgot, and I don't know how I forgot. But anyway, that's just a little unpopular opinion there. You're not going to be a billionaire, so stop it. Stop posting hustle memes. Um, it, it really just promotes such an unhealthy, it, pro- it promotes an unhealthy mindset. And I feel like it makes you resent others, too. It's like, <sighs> It's like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm grinding. And then it's like you might see someone else who might not be, you know, who who might not seem to be grinding as much as you are, but they're making it. Like, work smarter, not harder. Has anyone not heard that before? Like, hard work is a fool's game. Hard work is a losing game. Working hard for someone else is, um, you're, you're, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Give the, work your 40 There's nothing wrong with working your 40 hours and going home. There's this, there's this really weird thing where people are like, oh, you're just here for your paycheck, right? Like, you're, you're just here for your 40 hours and go, yes, yes, that's exactly why I'm here. Because that's what, the, that's what the employment contract states, okay? <laughs> like, yes, I'm here for my 40 hours and going home. Like, what? And that's like being shamed. You know what I mean? Like, I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you've seen the memes. And I know you've probably been asked this before in your professional life. Oh, you're just here for your paycheck, huh? Oh, you're just here for 40 hours. What are you here for? Like, why are you not here for your 40? What are you here for? Are you here to work 60 hours? Great. That doesn't mean that I have to because the employment contract states otherwise. Stop, stop working so hard for these corporations because you gain nothing and they gain everything. Moving on, moving on. Um, what am I talking about next? Let's talk about DC. So, if you don't know, there are talks, well, there there have been talks for, for quite a while about DC potentially becoming a state, right? Um, it's been in talks for four, four years, for, you know, decades, honestly. And the Republicans are not for it. Now, you already know what time it is over here. Anything that Republicans don't want is what I want. So, um, now, let's talk about why Republicans don't want D.C. to become a state. So, just for some context, it has passed the House of Representatives. It has been voted on and passed, meaning the House has voted yes, but we still have to pass the Senate, which I do not think will happen. But let's talk about, um, let's, let's just talk about it. So DC, um, let's talk about what some Republican arguments are. So this is coming from Washington Post. They actually did a, I mean, they did a whatever type of article, honestly. It's like, whatever. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some reasons why people say, like, D.C. shouldn't be a state. One reason that, 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 that they say that D.C. shouldn't be a state is because the Founding Fathers didn't intend for it to, to be one, and therefore it shouldn't be. The Founding Fathers didn't plan on women voting, okay? The Founding Fathers had slaves. The Founding Fathers, like, they aren't exactly the end-all, be-all when it comes to what should be done and what shouldn't be done. Like, the Founding Fathers didn't plan on there being two, two Dakotas, okay? Like, you had, back then, you had the Dakota, like, it was just Dakota. 
and then they split them into states much later on. Like, things change. People act like you can't change the Constitution. We've done it a million times. I can't stand when people are like, oh, like, because there are people who are like this, where they say, like, laws are good, like, the way laws are, are, the way that laws are now is fine, and they don't need to be tampered with, and it's like, the only reason why you even have rights is because said laws were tampered with, do you know what I mean? I cannot stand those types of people, like... I can't stand when women say this either. Like, you couldn't vote till 1919. Like, let's not forget that. You couldn't vote till barely 100 years ago. So what do you mean that the Founding Fathers had it right? What do you mean that the Founding Fathers got it right the first time? No, they didn't. Because, what? What? Like, do you not want to vote? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe you just don't think that you should vote. And honestly, if you think the Founding Fathers got it right the first time, then I hope you don't vote. I truly hope that, <clears throat> I hope that you do not vote. Because, because you're dumb, because you are dumb, and, and we don't really need you. Like, so, <laughs> so it's just, like, you, you will really hear that a lot. When it comes to, especially the Second Amendment, and it's like, yeah, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, whatever. But it's really weird to me when people say that gun laws do not need to be looked at. It's really weird when they say that gun laws don't need to be, you, you know, rewritten, revisited. And it's like, do you know how guns worked in 1787 when they wrote that? Like, you had to, you, you shot a shot, then you had to, like, take the gun, throw it upside down, put a stick in it. Clean it out. Uh, there's actually a really good video. It's like a, it's, um, I don't know, paid for by some nonprofit where they're like, oh, where they're very anti-gun. Um, and it's like, oh, this is how a mass shooting would happen in 1787 when they wrote the laws. And it's like the guy shot what? So, so the guy walks into a workplace, right? Shoots one shot. Everyone's running, and then he's, like, trying to clean the gun. He's trying to get the, the, the supplies. Like, you can't. Like, it's not the same. It is not the same. Guns are very different now. Like, I feel like people, like, do you honestly think that It's stupid. Stu anyway, back to the point. <laughs> back to D.C. So, one argument. So, when they were talking about, when, when the House was talking about, do we want to vote for, um... DC to become a state, they give opening and opposing arguments, right? So affirmative and negative arguments, right? So people say, so people in Congress are saying DC doesn't have enough people. So DC has a population of what? Like 700 plus, 700,000 plus is what I mean. 700,000 people. Let's not forget that I think it's Vermont that has less so we have a whole state that has less than a city. Like, imagine the whole state of Vermont and in Wyoming. There are fewer people in that state. And it's like, hello, you think that D.C. shouldn't become a state because, like, it's, it's a stupid argument. I really want to outline how stupid the Republican arguments are. And then I'll tell you what the real argument is, but they just don't want to say it. I'll tell you what the real argument is later. Um, so they don't have enough people is an argument that Republicans have. 
Another argument that Republicans have is that D.C. is corrupt and mismanaged. Um, what? Like, what does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Like, what does that really have to do with anything? It really doesn't. Just because somewhere is um, mismanaged doesn't mean that it can't become a state. So Steve Scalise is um, a congressperson from Louisiana, and he says that um, D.C. is corrupt. Um, and what they're referring to is um, is one of the, the mayors that they used to have. D.C. had a, a mayor like 25 years ago who did a whole bunch of bad stuff. But no, anyway, that, I'm not going to go into details, details about that. But it's like, what does that have to do with now? We're talking about now. We're not talking about 25 years ago. So it's like, mm, weak, weak argument, weak argument. Um, stupid. Um, another, uh, argument that the Republicans have against D.C. becoming a state is that they think that it's just a Democratic power grab. Um, they're not wrong. They are not wrong about that. Now let's talk about, now we're getting into the real reason why Republicans don't want D.C. to become a state. Because it'll be a blue state. It'll be a blue state. There are lots of black people in D.C. Um, and black people tend to vote blue. Um, as, I mean, I don't want to say as they should. Actually, yes, I do want to say as they should. As you should. We shouldn't just be voting blue. We should be voting. I mean, if only we had a farther left party to vote for. That's where I think we all should be. But anyway, because the, the Democrats aren't left enough for me. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that in another video. Anyway, so, um, but yes. So, D.C., 700,000 plus people, and a lot of them are black. Most of them are black. And they'll vote blue, and the Republicans do not want this. Again, anything that Republicans don't want means that I want it, okay? I crave it. Anything that they're against, I am all for it. Um... Now, let's talk about something very interesting. So, if D.C. were to become a state, they would get two senators, and they would get one um, House of Representatives, right? So, that means that the House of Representatives would permanently be raised to 436 people in the House of Representatives, rather than the current 435, right? Um... And the Republicans don't want that because, you know, D.C. is going to vote blue for, um, the Repub- for the presidential elections. So that's more potential um, Democrat votes, electoral votes. But the thing is, like, the Democrats are right now just doing, like, they're, they're just kind of playing the game kind of how the Republicans do it. And I'm actually quite happy that it's finally... Like, I feel like the the Democrats think that, um, like that they don't have to play dirty the same way that the Republicans do. But Republicans have to play dirty, right? Like, you... Like, they have to put their conservative judge in there um, two days before Donald Trump leaves office, right? Like, you have to do that. You have to have created the electoral college system in the 1850s 
in order for you to keep winning elections, right? Because your ideas aren't very populist. Like, they're not very populist. You know what I mean? Like, no one really wants it. So, they're not very populist. They're not very popular. And you keep losing elections. The Republicans have not won the popular vote in 20-something years, okay? They didn't win it this past election. They didn't win it when Trump won. They didn't win the popular vote then. They didn't win it with Obama, obviously. And they didn't win it with George Bush. You didn't win the popular vote. I mean, I would I would argue that you didn't even win the, uh, the electoral vote because... <laughs> Because we all know about the George Bush election and that weirdness, how they literally announced Al Gore as president. Then they're like, oh, wait, Florida just changed their vote. And it's like, who's the governor of Florida then? Hmm, hmm. Like, we're not stupid. Republicans think we're stupid. Like, they, they, anyway, anyway. So, yeah, you know, that's really why that they, and it's just so, it's so annoying because it's like, There are things that D.C. doesn't have because they're not a state. Um, What was it? I think it was when, well, like there was a very slow National Guard response during the Unite the Right rally when the white supremacists ran their car over somebody and killed them. And the reason was is because they're not a state. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you're not even protected the, the, the same. The, the DC license plates say taxation without representation. Cause remember when I said that if they were a state, then they would get some people in Congress? They have nobody in Congress but pay federal taxes. Why do you pay federal taxes if you have no representation? <coughs> if you want to talk about what the Founding Fathers wanted, they literally said no taxation without representation. Meaning, they didn't want to pay taxes to England because they had no say. How do you expect citizens of D.C. to pay taxes and not have representation? It's like, that's why Republicans are stupid. That's why I say that their ideas aren't very populist. Because they aren't for the people. Their ideas are not for the people. Their ideas are for the rich. Their ideas are for the corporations. Anyway, moving on from that, let's talk about some weird Republicans. Let's talk about about the America First Caucus. So this is something that is kind of weird. It's really weird. And it's, um, we're going to go through this really quick. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, we talked about her before. She is in the House of Representatives. She's from, is she from Georgia? I think she's from Georgia or North Carolina. I think, I'm pretty sure she's from Georgia. And remember, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the lady that thinks the earth is flat. She is a QAnon person. So she's on the... She so she subscribes to the Pizzagate thing, you know, where remember when that guy brought a rifle to a pizza shop because he said he's going to free the kids that they're sex trafficking in the basement. <laughs> um, so that's what she's about. She yeah, she thinks the earth is flat. She thinks that the 2018 California wildfires were started because the Rothschild family has lasers in space and they shot them down into the forest. <laughs> 
Um, I'm not making, like, you can't make this up. This is what she thinks. She thinks that school shootings, that all the school shootings have been planned, um, or that they didn't actually happen. <laughs> like, I, I can't. Like, I really can't. Anyway, so she wanted to start what is called an America First Caucus. And you might be wondering, well, what is a caucus, right? So it basically just has to do with, you know, sort of figuring out who is going to be nominated. So you know how when you have primary elections, um, so the, um, so a caucus, the, I'm sorry, so the, a primary election is comprised of nominees, right? So who is going to be the Democratic candidate, right? It's decided by them running against a bunch of other potential of um, Democratic candidates. You know what I mean? So a caucus is kind of like who gets to be part of that nomination, who gets to participate in that primary election, basically. Does that make sense? I don't even think I explained that right. I'm trying. I'm trying, you guys. Sorry about it. But anyway, so that's what a caucus is for. So Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to start an America First caucus. What does that mean? Hmm. Well, let's discuss. (laughs) So we had a leaked document that talked about what this caucus would, you know, like what their intention is, right? So she talks about in this document how they want to promote Anglo-Saxon traditions. That's what she is wanting to promote. It's like, what? So we actually have the document here. Um, Let me read a little bit from it. It's such a mess. It is such a mess. Um, Let's see here. We have... So she says that the America First Caucus exists to promote congressional policies that are to the long-term benefit of the American nation. That sounds very nice, right? It all sounds very nice. It all sounds very good until they start talking about here. So under the immigration section, it says America is a nation with a border and a culture strengthened by common respect for uniquely Anglo-Saxon political traditions. What does that mean? That, that, that means white people. That's what that means. See, so you have to really be dialed into sort of um, white supremacist ideology. It's sort of like Nazi forums. These things exist, you guys. These things do exist. Um, This is the language that they use on there. This is the language that they use where where they talk about Anglo-Saxon traditions and Anglo-Saxon values. That's what they talk about on Nazi forums. Like, I feel like this is a much bigger deal than what people are making it out to be. Because 
This isn't, I always say this isn't just a figment of our, of our imagination that it does truly exist. One could say it's quite harmless for this type of thing to exist in the doldrums of the internet. In, but now it has made it to the House of Representatives. These ideas have made it to Congress. We're talking about someone who says the earth is flat. We're talking about someone who says that climate change is a farce. We're talking about someone that is using Nazi language in Congress. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Like, we're still doing this, you know? It's like, it is such a mess. And then, so anyway, so what has Marjorie Taylor Greene done? So remember, this document was leaked. We were not supposed to see it. Um, but she now says, oh, that was just a rough draft. Um, that's not really what, what it is. Um, and she has called the whole thing off. So some people that were behind her is Matt Gates. Remember Matt Gates? <laughs> Matt Gates, who traveled across state lines to have sex with an, with an underage girl. And, pay, and paid her through Cash App and Venmo. That's who was behind her in this. I mean, honestly, it is just a joke. Um, there's really not much to say about it, except for the fact that it's just a little frightening, you know, that this Nazi language is sort of... I don't want to say it's being normalized, because it's not. Because it's really not. But it has made mainstream news. <clears throat> that's, that's what's the scary part. Like, this type of rhetoric has made it to Congress. I feel like this is... And, you know, we, we've had Ku Klux Klan members in Congress as recently as 20 years ago, right? But one... I don't know. It's like one, one would think that this type of language was unacceptable. Because, like, you kind of kept your, 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 your white-hooded activities kind of a secret. But now you don't. Marjorie Taylor Greene might as well put up the white hood. She says conspiracy. She says conspiracy after conspiracy. And, like, how? How are you allowed to do this? I don't really know. Let's talk about next. Let's talk about how these celebrities need to leave us alone. These celebrities are doing too much. So, if you didn't know... Um, they did a poll, so a very small poll in Texas. I took a screenshot of it. So, um, here we go. <clears throat> so, at the University of Texas, they surveyed 1,126 registered voters, and most of them said that they would rather vote for Matthew McConaughey than current Governor Greg Abbott. Imagine that. <laughs> so here we go again. We're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about celebrities in politics. I don't know. I'm very conflicted. I don't even know what I think about this. Um, I feel like most of our forays into celebrities being into political office have been a disaster, have been an absolute disaster. <clears throat> Like, so let's, let's discuss. We had Trump, right? We don't, have, we don't even have to talk about that. Fail. Like, failure, right? But let's talk about even before that. So Ronald Reagan, right? Ronald Reagan was a movie star before he was the president. And that was a disaster, too. Depending on who you ask, they'll tell you it's a, it's a, it's, it's a disaster. I am one of those people that will tell you it was a disaster. Why? Because 
during his presidential years is when America went from being the world's biggest creditor to being the world's biggest debtor. Meaning, we used to give people loans. Now, we owe everybody. We owe everyone. And that all happened during Ronald Reagan years. You know how they say that the Chinese... Remember when they said that the Chinese are coming to take our jobs? No. Ronald Reagan outsourced all of them and gave them to China. He gave them to, to Taiwan. He gave them to, to Thailand and to Cambodia. He gave those jobs away. That's why... Have you ever wonder why there's no manufacturing left in the United States? It's because it's Reagan and the first Bush were like, we don't need that. Here. Here, companies... Send it elsewhere. Send your jobs elsewhere. And then Republicans have the nerve to talk about we need more jobs. You gave them away! You gave all the jobs away. So how can you say that now? Oh, now you want them back? It's like you gave the jobs to China, and then you tell us that China's coming to steal our jobs. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Republicans, I hate Republicans. Anyway, so Matthew McConaughey has been... He didn't say he's going to run for governor, but he has come out and said, yeah, you know, I'd be interested. I might do it. I don't know. Kind of doing like a song and dance around it. I think just just so that he can see what the public thinks. Um, I can't tell you much about him and his like acting ability, but apparently he is a centrist. <laughs> So he thinks he's like middle of the road, you know, and I'm just, and you, you know you know how that's how you, you know what that means. At least in my book, if you're a centrist, it kind of just means you're weak. Like it just means you don't really have any opinions. Because if you're in office, like you're not going to please everybody, right? And if you do please everyone, if you, if you try to please everyone, then nobody likes you. You know what I mean? It's like. If you're too lenient, like, if you're too much in the middle, no one's going to like you because you're either too much one way or too little another way. Therefore, nobody is happy. Nobody wants you. So that's why centrist, it's like stupid. Stupid. It's just dumb. Um, The Rock has been talking about running for president. You know, I mean, it's just weird, right? That is weird. Next, let's talk about California. So, Caitlyn Jenner is talking about running. No, no, she actually is running for, for governor. So, she has filed the paperwork, and she will be running for governor of California. Who's the current governor? Um, What's that guy's name? Gavin Newsom. So, he's been the governor. Well, first, he was the lieutenant governor for quite some time. I think eight, nine years or so. Um, and now he is the governor. I think it's his first term, right? <clears throat> Look, I don't know if people like Gavin. I don't know what people think about Governor Gavin, but I don't think that they want Caitlyn as their governor. <laughs> so she said, so she has been quite vocal, especially, remember when she went on Ellen and was like, oh, I'm a, re- I'm a Republican, and everyone was like, <gasps> Like, no one could believe it. And I was like, please. Like, please. Of course she is. Like, because Republic... Now, let's talk about this. Let, 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 let's talk about, like, celebrities and their political views. They will go... 
be, 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 before a, before a celebrity is a lesbian, before a celebrity is trans, or before, even if before a celebrity is white or black, they are rich. And so therefore they will have <coughs> rich politics. Their politics is rich. That's what their politics are. It's like, you know how Ellen DeGeneres, I can't, I can't stand talking about Ellen, but once again, we, we must do it. You know how Ellen is like sort of catapulted up to, to the top because she's considered to be a good person and is this like hyper liberal, but really she doesn't stand for anything. Remember when she was partying it up with George Bush and she's like, oh, I can have respect for his view. No, you can't. You don't have, we do not have respect for people who don't think gay people should get married. We do not have respect for people who don't think that women should be able to choose. We don't, we don't have respect for people who don't think that gay people should serve in the military. Like, we don't have respect for those kinds of people. I don't. I don't have respect for those people. Um, because why should I? And why should Ellen have respect for those types of people? Um, and so, Caitlyn's politics is rich politics. Whatever will keep her rich is what her politics are. And surprise, surprise, that just so happens to be um, Republican. You know, that just happens to be conservative. Even though those same conservatives would rather have her transition back to a man and grow out her mustache, that even though, even though all that is true, she's going to join them. She is going to cross the picket line and join them. And I think it's disgusting. It's gross. Do I think that Caitlyn Jenner has a chance? I, I did at first because when Arnold ran, he ran as a Republican, but it's California, right? And he's a movie star. Um, Caitlyn Jenner, mm, I don't think people, I don't think people have the highest opinion. Even trans people are kind of like, mm, forget her. Like no one really sees it for Caitlyn Jenner. Um, so it's like, I don't think people want to see you as the governor. I really just don't. I'm sorry, Caitlyn. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't think you're going to make it. I think what Caitlyn should just do is just sit in her little house in Malibu and call it a freaking day. <clears throat> like, just call it a day. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, speaking of this topic of celebrities in office, I feel like another, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, probably unpopular, is stop relying on these celebrities to speak up on political matters. Um, hold on. I, I have to get some water, you guys. I'm sorry. My throat. Ooh. So, I think you guys should stop trying to get... Like, stop tweeting celebrities. Stop tweeting them and being like, Oh, what do you think? Oh, have an opinion. Because the second they don't have an opinion that you like... Then you're like, oh, well, damn, like, why'd you have to speak up? You know what I mean? It's like you only want them to speak up when they hold the same opinion as you. And it's, it's tired. It's like, why you even, like, you don't really need to be, like, you, we don't need these celebrities to hold our opinions. Cause again, you can't trust them because their politics is rich politics. Um, yeah, their politics is rich politics. Um, all their activism is performative. 
For example, like, like how Puffy came out and was like, oh, um, he was like tweeting at General Motors and was like, you need to pay people, pay people what they're worth and reinvest your money into black communities. Puffy, um, P, P, P Diddy, whatever he's called now. It's like, it's all performative because I'm sorry, but like so many bad boy artists uh, have spoken out and said that you don't pay your artists. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's like you want celebrities to speak up and then they do. And then it's like you, you, and it's like stupid. It's stupid. He should have kept his mouth shut. Mace has come out. You all know Mace, right? Mace has come out and said, I mean, he said this before, how he hasn't gotten paid. Like how Puffy kept his masters and gave him like $20,000. Meanwhile, those things are worth millions, tens of millions. And it's like, you're not paying your artists. Dandy Kane, like, you're not paying your artists. 112, you're not paying your artists. You're just not doing it. So it's like, how can you expect, how are you going to speak up and tell, and tell corporations to pay their people when you yourself are a corporation and don't pay your people? Like, <laughs> you don't invest. Now, <coughs> people might say that his little charter school in Harlem is a good thing. Charter schools are not a good thing. Charter schools take public money, which should be invested into the already existing public schools and leave them with nothing. Nothing. With 20-year-old textbooks, with, like, you know, not enough textbooks. Char charter schools are trash. Um, and it's a way, it's performative activism. All these celebrities, their activism is performative. Even Oprah. Oprah's, uh, Oprah is so performative. Remember when Oprah was doing the, the telethons during Corona? And she was like, oh, um, and Oprah was calling people. And it's like, Oprah's net worth is $2.6 billion. And you want people to donate, like, like, you're on the phone with Oprah, and Oprah's asking you, oh, can you donate $5? Why is Oprah asking people for money? <laughs> like, donate it yourself, Oprah. It's like her activism is so performative. It's like, I question everything she does. Like, I question that, that, that. Like, remember when, remember when she built that school in Africa? Somewhere in some African country? And it's like, why didn't you build it in America? <laughs> It's just, it's just creepy. It's really creepy. Um, Oprah adds nothing good to our lives. All she does is prop up these um, charlatans like Dr. Phil, who, you know, Dr. Phil is all over the news talking about how Corona's not that serious. He, you know, you have, you have Danielle, bad baby, who went to that, um, I talked about this before, how she went to that child rehab place where she was abused, everyone else was abused, someone got murdered. <laughs> like, Dr. Phil is not, and plus, Dr. Phil is not even a real doctor anymore. Like, he's not even a real psychologist anymore. He hasn't been board certified for over a decade. She gave us Ayanla, which, I mean, she's really weird. She gave us Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is another, like, pseudoscience person who has somehow managed to, like, to, to, to grift to, to stardom, to grift to relevance. Dr. Oz is as much a real doctor as the Wizard of Oz is a real wizard. He 
is not a real doc. Like, it's really, no, 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 no. He is not one to be commenting on Corona. I'm sorry. He is not. He is just not. You should be listening. You should be listening to an immunologist. You should be listening to a virologist. Not no Dr. Oz, where he's telling you to promote, he's promoting these fad diets and telling you to buy these products. And it's all a bunch of mess. It's all a farce. Um, anyway, you guys, that's all I really have to say. My throat is dry. Um, I do have some more topics to get to, but I, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> My throat is so dry. I got way off topic. Um, but other, but yeah, so, um, in conclusion, DC should be a state. It should be a state. Um, no taxation without representation. You know, it's like, it's stupid. Um, please stop posting hustle culture memes. Please stop doing it. I can't stand when I see that mess. It is so annoying. And it's, it's really tired. And it promotes unhealthy thoughts. It, it promotes an unhealthy culture surrounded around work, right? Because it's like, why not take a break? Oh, because I have to hustle. Like, you shouldn't have to hustle. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't have to hustle. So, like, stop. Stop it. If you want to hustle, sure. But you don't have to brag about it. Please. And, um, oh, I didn't even talk about the guilty verdict. I'll talk about that real quick. The guilty verdict with Derek Chauvin. He has been found guilty of all three charges. I mean, there's not much to, to, to say. There's really not much to say. Other than hallelujah, right? Um, sentencing is in two months. So let's hope for a long outcome, like a long, um, a long jail sentence. His co-conspirators, those other three cops, they will be in court, I believe, August the 23rd. So we'll look out for that when the time comes. Um, so good news all around there. Good news all around there. I really think that this could potentially serve as a new precedent so earlier, I, I remember I talked about this before, <clears throat> precedence is very important because when it comes to sentencing, um, lots of judges will look to what is the precedent, what has been done before. So hopefully he gets a really harsh sentence because, again, this will serve as precedent for the future. Another future judge when this, because this will happen again, this will hap- happen again, <laughs> you know, because this, this is America. Cops are running around here rampant, running around here afraid of people, so, so they kill them without even, think, without even thinking about it. Therefore, this will happen again. So when this happens again, I am hoping that we will, that, that, that judge will have this case to look at and say, oh, he got 45 years. Let's give you 55 years. That's what I hope for. That's what we should all be hoping for. Because then it could serve as a deterrent for other cops to stop acting a fool in these streets. So let's hope for a really good outcome for that. Um, Yeah. And lastly, stop looking at these celebrities for political advice. You will get none. You will get no good advice. All you will get is nonsense and charlatans and stupid advice. That's all you'll get. Um, And that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one.